Hello, travelers. This is Mike again. This is part two of episode four with my good friend Tanner, who's traveled with us a couple of times. We're talking about travel, just travel in general. And again, this is part two. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back and listening to part two. And again, just for those who didn't get the first part, we're breaking it up into two different parts to kind of see how people like that. Um, I've, I've heard some complaints that if you if something happens you get out to get off and you have to stop listening because life happens you have to start from the very beginning to get back to where you were when you first left so we're breaking them up um into two different parts an hour apiece to give everybody some some uh options in regards to the listening of this particular episode episode four part two or b or the second one, whatever you want to call that. Tanner, we're talking about, we left off with Switzerland and we mm-hmm. were talking about the culture and how different Switzerland is. And I, and I told you before we left uh, at the break <laughs> um, that we, or I, am considering trying to get to Switzerland every time we're close because it's just a beautiful, picturesque, unbelievably different world. And we were talking about the um, these little cultural things, these little um, things that people do. And I, I kind of brushed upon it when I was talking about the cattle wandering around town. And everywhere you, you see a cow, it has a bell. And I'm not going to – I mean, I'm a big bell, a really big bell. And sometimes they're big, sometimes they're smaller, sometimes they make a certain sound. They make different sounds, obviously. The farmer knows, oh, those are mine. Without mm-hmm. he, without seeing them, because it's not like being in California, where, where there's, you know a cattle farmer in California can see every head he has, because it's a flat land and there's no trees and you can just see them all. We're talking about a very mountainous area. They might have a cow that's 200 yards, maybe even 20 yards away, but I can't see them. And I, I think that too is a very cultural thing that you just you hear these cattle wandering around everywhere we go. And I just thought that was just one of the most beautiful things um, that I could I could see and hear. It was really really cool. But um, we talked about that cheese. I don't know if he was a cheesemonger, but he was a cheese businessman. He was selling cheese out of the basement of his of his chalet. Sounds a little bit sketchy, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the FDA would approve of that in in California or America of selling <laughs> cheese out of the out of your house like that, but. You know, that, and that's the thing. It's a different world, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a different world. And I, I could see I could see so many different people doing so many different things kind of like that. Um, because really, they were about, that, that hotel was about 45, 50 minutes from Lucerne. So they were, yeah. they were a good hour from town, right? It was from, pretty far. Yeah. It was pretty far. So, I mean, you got to rely on other people to do things for you. Or you got to rely on other people to share. And you get that, you have that barter system. But... I remember, I, I just remember seeing so many opportunities like that when I was in Europe, or I've been in Europe at different locations of them having that. But there's something different about Switzerland like that. I mean, I got to ask you this because it's on the tip of my tongue, and I talked to Nick about it the other day, and maybe you heard it. Do you remember the applesauce at our at our hotel? Oh yeah, I I did that on last podcast. That was some of the best I've ever had. And that's not an exaggeration. That it was unbelievable. And I told Nick, it was at first. What's that? 
I had no idea what it was at first. It well, didn't no, look like applesauce. No, it didn't look like applesauce. It was it was brown, and it was um, I almost thought it was a um. Well, if it didn't, if they didn't have it in this that large of a bowl, because it was a pretty big bowl yeah. for everyone to serve from, I almost thought it was a sauce of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they had some meat out there and some sort of rice if i remember yeah and there was a soup i think there was a soup out there so i thought is that another soup what is that it didn't <laughs> look like applesauce at all. not and i told nick it's not like the golden um almost see-through applesauce we have in america where it's mm. filled with sugar this was real apples made fresh they probably made it there at the hotel and it was unbelievable it was creamy and it 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 probably had milk in it, but uh, I ate five bowls of it that night. <laughs> I could not that's stop odd. eating it. And the fact that's all I had for dinner. That's all I had for dinner was that 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 the applesauce. It was unbelievable. But I, I tell people about that applesauce, and they think, "Oh yeah, I mean, it's applesauce." No, 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 you don't understand. Was... <laughs> you don't understand. This is applesauce. This is unbelievable applesauce. Like, like world class applesauce. It was unbelievable. Mm. Um, it's like going to to Italy and getting like real gelato, right? Oh, this was, yeah, we, yeah. we hit the mother load on this one. <laughs> I want to go back to that hotel just for the applesauce. But gosh, Switzerland, I, I'm in I'm in love with it. And I was just saying before the break that everybody who who had been on those two trips, 2016 and 17, uh, the one country that they talk about is is Switzerland, right? They love it. An expected country. I don't think anyone goes into the trip expecting to like that as much as they do. Because, you know, we're going to Italy and yeah. France and all these places that have been talked about and hyped up so much in movies and yeah. culture, but nobody ever talks about Switzerland. And it's just right. kind of a little area. You're right. And I think that's, that, that hits the nail on the head when I said there's nothing to do there, right? Because there's no Eiffel Tower. There's no canals like Venice. <laughs> not really a landmarked country there's nothing like that it's just a very nice and you know what and how, how about the people incredibly polite right yeah great people great, great people always nice all i mean the restaurants we went into were great i mean i knocked on that door that cheesemonger and he was like welcoming okay, come on in, come on in. um walking around the streets people are really nice and polite uh you bump into somebody and they they apologize it was very very polite people very nice place. Very be- clean, very clean and yeah, beautiful. Very, Just picture yeah. that. Like every everywhere you look was a postcard. <laughs> it really was, right? But you're right. It, you don't think about Switzerland like I'm going to Paris. I'm going to see the, the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. I'm going to see the Mona Lisa. And I'm going yeah. to go to Venice when I'm in Italy and see the. I'm going to get on, go, on a gondola. You might get on a gondola in Switzerland, but it's not on a boat. It's a the other type of gondola, right? <laughs> And ski lift, yeah, yeah, ski yeah. lift, unbelievable. I like that more. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's making me want to go back to Switzerland on this trip, and I'm not going to be there. But anyway, um, tell me another place that you you really really loved on on these two different trips because you've been to I've been doing well six. Is it six different countries? You seven countries on one trip and four on another yeah. trip, and I think. The crossover, there's a few that cross over, but you've been to what, eight or nine different countries, right? Eight. I think it's eight. Okay. 
Yeah. Which one? Which one? Which other one is kind of the one that you think about and you like? I guess, kind of unexpectedly, it would be the UK. Really? Yeah. The What do you mean unexpectedly? I didn't think I was going to like it at all. I thought it would have been one of my least favorite places going into, specifically London. I would say London, mm-hmm. Stonehenge, pretty much everywhere we went in England. I liked a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. You know, for me, and I'll, I'll ask you that in a minute, but I'll ask you about that in a minute. For me, I just say this really quick. I've been to London in the last four years. I've been there like six or seven times. I was just there in January. I was there last January. I was there last summer. I'm there. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm there again next week. Um, I have a really good friend. One of my best friends lives there. So I'm when we go, when I go there, I'm there to see him and see his family. Um, but what did it for me with with England? I, I I understand what you're saying because I love Holland. I mean, I named my daughter Holland. I love Italy. And I, I, England was my very first country ever to be in my very first, my very first foreign country. And I met him there that long, long time ago. I've known him that long. Um, my very first trip to Europe. And I've always had a, a, a little thing in my a little place in my heart for, for England. Right. Yeah. But when he took me around two Christmases ago, and showed me the, the little villages that I was discussing earlier in the first part, the first half of episode four. I talked about how he was going to buy a house in a little village. And he had taken me to three or four or five different little villages. And, and they were so magnificently beautiful. And it really threw me for a loop. I fell in love with England all over again. And now, as I said, I've been there six times, seven times, whatever it is, in the last four years, which is quite a lot. So what was it about London specifically, you said specifically London, that kind of threw you for a loop and thought you, I didn't expect to see, to see this. I didn't expect to love it like this. What was it in, in London that kind of made that for you? I, it was just a weird mix of feeling like I could belong there as an American citizen. Because it's, mm. apart from other European cities, it's relatively similar to what yeah. we have here. Yeah, But there was also that kind of distinct European feel to it that yeah. kind of made it feel unfamiliar. Yeah, I know that feeling, both of those feelings. Mm. You feel, and, I, and my buddy and I talk about this a lot, because he's obviously a native to England. He's from up north. And I've talked about this a lot, how we're kind of like distant cousins, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they and they make fun of us every once in a while, and they say things about <laughs> you know, the, you know, the Yankees and, and whatnot. And, and they're not talking about my favorite baseball team. They're talking about us being Yankees, right? The young guys, yeah. yeah, the young guys and how they, <laughs> they split off and took off from us. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it does, you do have that feeling like I belong here. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be here. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, if my last name is English, right. So I'm supposed to be there, but then again, around one corner, Oh, wait a minute. I'm in Europe. <laughs> right? It, it almost doesn't feel like it, though. At yeah. some points, you'll just yeah. be walking down the street and won't think anything of it. Then you'll look up and see something. And you'll just be like, oh, wait. I forgot where I was at for a second. Yeah. 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 And in London, 
is an interesting, it's probably one of the most interesting towns or cities in Europe, right? Yeah, I would say so. I, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of strange how a city leaves its origin of, of fish and chips and is now the national dish is a foreign dish, right? Yeah. Curry. I was surprised. Curry is their number one dish now. It's like their standard dish, curry. Like the chocolate chip cookie is for an American. Yeah. Uh, this is their their favorite dish. Fish and chips came from England. And, and all of a sudden now curry is their national dish. And what's interesting is um, being an English teacher, I talk about language a lot. And I talk about languages and mm. to my students. And, and it's interesting that England and primarily London, every language in the world is spoken there. I, I did notice how international the city uh, London was. Yeah. Usually on the group tours we went on, we had uh, a lot of meals were catered toward the culture that we were in. Yeah. Like Italy would have been maybe a pasta dish or along the lines of that. But London, I think the first night we had uh, like chicken curry masala or something like that. And yeah. Just a yeah. little hole in the wall restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Which was pretty good, actually. It was. It was really good. That was a really yeah. good dish. I remember that. That was a really yeah, that good was dish. delicious. Yeah. Um, what else was it that London kind of got that kind of gets to you? Like, what was it? Just London, or was it outside of England that came? I, you mentioned you were on the trip with we, that we took Bath and and we saw Stonehenge and and um, what did you think about the countryside of England? It reminded me a lot of kind of the countryside of central california when it rains and everything is green mm-hmm. <laughs> now yeah. <when> it's dead <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah. of that i kind of yeah. felt familiar in 15 year term time frame <laughs> yeah. that one time 15 years ago yeah about 15 no, you're, years ago <laughs> you're right it, it, the, 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 the low rolling hills right yeah it just feels familiar it feels like when i'm driving to the coast it, it looks a lot like that yeah it does look like that it does look like that not a whole lot of trees out there it does get a little bit foresty but yeah apart from that it's a lot of just green yeah it can yeah you know what i love is i posted a photo on my personal instagram recently from this last trip and Mm -hmm. we're out driving we're out driving on these country roads and i saw this tree alongside the road and i said to my buddy andy get a pull over i take a photo of that and you know they they're used to it because i photograph everything on my cameras out (laughs) Yeah. So you just pulled over. Like, what do you see? And I, I, I came back and I showed him. He's like, Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't see that. But there's, there's. It seems like every road in England, every country road, has some sort of ivory or some sort of greenery growing all over the fence. And there's, it's just everywhere, right? It's just like wild, weed-like structure. That grows all over these fences, and we just—I just think they're beautiful, right? It's every mm-hmm. fence is either stone or or wooden, and it has this ivory and this this um, these blueberry or blackberry vines all over them, and it's just a very picturesque, green, um, disgustingly beautiful uh, postcard type area. Uh, every time I turn, I turn around, I see something like that. Um, what what is it that uh, that keeps drawing you to 
to Europe? Do you think there is something or a something or a list of things that what kind of makes you desire to go back? Ah, uh, I guess I feel like there's always something new to see. Or there's always a new part because Europe is a pretty big place. I mean, it is. It's it's a lot of different countries, um, mm. just so close together. I feel like yeah. in a short amount of time, and in, in, yeah. in driving, you can get to numerous cities and numerous countries. I've been kind of softly planning a trip to Europe, probably in like the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. And we're starting out of like Switzerland, and from there, it's you could go to five or six different countries in the span of a week or two just by train alone. Yeah, and I just think yeah. the ease of travel makes it a very nice spot to go see a lot of different areas yeah. in and a I, relatively short amount of time. I like that you're doing that. I like that you're you're thinking that way because I I think about that a, a lot. I think about how there's you should have a hub, right? Especially when when I go to Italy, Florence, or Venice, and I know Venice is further north, but mm. um, more so Florence ends up being my hub. And I'll I'll branch out. I'll stay in Florence, but I'll branch out and go to different places in Italy from there because it's just quicker that way versus making a giant loop, right? Yeah. Um, and you should think about that for those listeners that are thinking about doing a trip. You should think about how having a hub of some sort, some some location in Switzerland or some location, and it could be in the middle of a country, and that hub kind of branches out to different little towns and villages and cities to to see both on a day trip or a short overnight trip you know um we did that this last summer when we when you guys went home uh, my family and i stayed in england as you know and we took off up to up north to my buddy's house and my buddy's place andy stayed there um over the weekend and then when he and his wife went to work, we took off. We went elsewhere and kind of came back on the weekends and hung out with them on the weekends. But during the week, we branched out. So his house is kind of our hub. We take a train up to Stratford-upon-Avon and went to see some Shakespeare and saw Shakespeare's grave and his wife's house and his house and all that stuff. And they came back. And then, and then the next week, we went over to um, near – um, what's well, near a park, but it, we went to, um, I don't know if you saw the show, but Downton Abbey. You ever see that? Oh, it's probably a little bit of it. Yeah. We went to the actual castle. Uh, the girls love that show. So I surprised them. They didn't even know where we we're going until, um, we got into the cab off the train. And what's funny, oh, yeah. what's funny was I kept it a secret the entire time we were on this trip and everybody kept asking me like, what are you guys going to do? And I and sometimes they would ask me in front of the girls, and I would say, mm, you know, we're just gonna do this, that, and the other. Like, why is it a secret? And I said, well, it kind of is a secret because they're in front of their next to that. I have some to know about it. Oh, I remember that. Okay. So yeah. I would kind of tell people, I, and I would I'd make them promise, don't t- don't say anything, don't say anything. And then my darn sister knew about it because she was on the trip with us last year, and she knew about it. I told her, and she's all excited. Oh my god, I can't believe you guys are gonna go do that. Like, you got to stop talking about it. You're going to give it away. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. So when we we took off one early morning and went to Liverpool Station, which I love that place, 
Uh, it's the, if for those who don't know, it's the same station that uh, the Born Identity was filmed in, Liverpool Station, and got on another train and headed down like southwest into the corner outside of London. Took a train about an hour, about an hour away from town. And the girls were very up for the the adventure. They're like, I don't know where we're going, but this sounds fun. Let's go. And they they didn't question me. They didn't say, like, where are we going? Where are we going? Just trust me. We're going to go somewhere nice. So I've kept it a secret for like 18 days, whatever, 17, 18, 19, 20 days now, 25 days, whatever it was, uh, near 20 days. And we're getting on the train to go down there. We miss our stop, right? We miss the stop because my daughter had fallen asleep and I tried to wake her up because I knew this train was getting close to the stop and on trains in Europe now. Oh yeah. When they stop, that's it. You, they stop, you get off and then the train keeps going. They don't stop. The conductor doesn't get out and have a cigarette. Oh, you gotta be quick. They don't have, they they don't take a bathroom break. You gotta be quick. I mean, it's it's almost to the point where you gotta get all your bags together and you gotta be standing by the door when it stops. And as soon as that door opens up, you jump off. Because yeah. if, if there's any any questioning on, or apprehension on your part, you're going to miss the stop. Well, that's what happened. We missed our stop. And I was I was all upset. I was pissed off. And I, I kind of, I scolded her a little bit. I felt bad. I scolded her a little bit. And I told her, this is a perfect learning experience, love. You got you to gotta get off the train at your stop. You can't do this. You got to get off. I, well, you can't sleep. Um on the train like that on a short, that short distance like that, because people lose their luggage and that people lose their, their stops. They forget their stops. They, they miss it. Um, but when you're traveling alone, never fall asleep on a train, right? Um, yeah. you'll lose everything. So anyway, we talked about it and I said, okay, we'll get off to the next one. It'll be okay. We'll get off the next one. And then I was, I told her, I'm going to show you how to do it. We'll go back. She's like, okay, I'm sorry, daddy. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll go back. I'll, I'll, I'll show you how to go back. So she's a big traveler. She's a big adventurer. She understood, and she was she was up for the task of having to go back to backtrack up north to you know fifteen minutes away to the to the, to the stop that we had missed. So we come out, and the cabbies are all there. We go get the first cab, and I tell them, "Hey, we, I think we missed our our stop. Can you take us back up to the train station, the the, the last one?" And he says, "Well." Mate, I don't, I don't know that you want to do that. I said, what do you mean? Where are you, where are you going? And I told him where we're going. I said, but don't say anything because the girls don't know about it. It's a secret. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, I won't say anything. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. This is a good thing you got off on this stop because there are no cabs at that place. So you would have had to walk all the way to the castle, for one. And number two, I'm not going to take you back here when we go back to the train. I'm going to take you back where you missed. And you'll see what I'm talking about. So it ended up being a good thing that my, my daughter fell asleep because we would have never had a cab. The stop, that particular train stop is so remote and so desolate that the cabbies don't even stop there. They don't even go there. So we would, we would have not had a ride. Um, but anyway, we get back in the cab. The girls get in the, ca- the cab. We're driving around. I'm sitting in the front with the cabbie and we're talking, getting his name. And I'm taking photographs of this guy. and We're talking, having a good time. And the first thing out of his mouth, Tanner, guess what he says? I remember the story. He's like, did, did I tell you? I forget exactly what he said, but I just remember he just spoiled the whole thing, right? The whole thing. The whole thing. 
I've kept this thing a secret. Like twenty days, we're not. We're going to the castle. They, I mean, Sunday nights, the girls would have tea, and and biscuits, and watch the watch this this show, Downton Abbey. And I have to admit, I love it too. We're watching. Yeah. We're all excited about going to the castle, right? And we're gonna see this <laughs> Earl that lives there because the yeah. Earl still lives there, and his wife and the dogs and the first thing out of his mouth. You know, it's been it's been so many years since I've been been to uh, High Clare Castle. That's the name of the castle. It's been so many years since <laughs> I've been to High Clare Castle, and he had such a dirty accent that I don't think they heard it at first. But then they started putting it together, like they didn't understand him at first. Yeah. But they started putting everything together with the conversation and where we were. And then I looked back, and and both of them were like, "Are we going to Downton Abbey?" <laughs> like, oh Jesus! I just looked at this guy. You couldn't have been. I shouldn't even have said anything to you. It was amazing. Uh, but I love those little stories, right? I love those little, those little, those little moments in in your your times of travel where, you know, we're always going to talk about that day we went to Highclere Castle. But we're always going to talk about that particular cabbie who, <laughs> who spoiled the the surprise, right? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So what what's the deal with the uh, Switzerland? You you said you're. You're planning on, I know you love it, but you know somebody who lives there? You're planning a trip that kind of, your, your Switzerland is going to be your hub, right? So do you know someone uh, who lives there? Yeah, I have some friends that live in Zurich. Uh, one's a teacher there and one owns like a recording studio in her house. Mm. So yeah, they said we could stay with them. And I thought it would be a good idea because it's pretty much in the center of Europe. Right. And we could just take trains from Zurich to... A lot of different places, and Zurich is big enough that we're like I said, big, it's big enough to like. Well, you said it. You can take a cat or not a cat, but a train from Zurich to pretty much. Oh anywhere. yeah, Zurich's pretty much a city you could stay on your own for a few days if oh, you yeah. wanted to. There's a lot oh, to see, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you I've know never these, been? How do you know these people? Ah, oh, just so my stepbrother went to college in LA, and one of the girls was an exchange student from Zurich. Yeah, that went to this music school in LA, and they just became friends. And she moved back there, and she has like a dual citizenship now. Wow! And that's yeah. And now we're pretty good friends. And that, so, well, isn't it interesting? You you meet somebody because of that small little thing, right? Oh, I know. It's just the tiniest thing can open up insane just relationships with other people. Yeah, yeah. Well. Like I said, my one of my best friends who lives in England, I met him whew, 22, 3, 4, 24 years ago, 25 years ago, whatever it was, 24 years, yeah. years ago. And I met him through another person, and we stayed at his place, and he was he was married, and he, he still is, the same woman, and had one baby, right? One baby back then. Mm-hmm. And I changed that baby's diapers and I hung out with them. And I, it was very, very, it's always made me felt, feel at home and welcomed me and, and whatnot. And we've just become better and better and better friends over the years. And we're, he's one of my best friends. Well, this now, that baby, who she's probably going to listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> is now a professional person now. She just graduated college. She's a midwife. She's delivered over 100 babies now. And she's, you know, she's starting her career and her life, and she's. It makes you feel old. 
thinking, yeah. I've known this guy. It's one one thing to say, I know this guy for 20 some odd years. I met him because of another person. And yet we've become such good friends. But yet it puts it into puts, really puts into perspective when I think when I look at this girl and I think I used to change your diapers. And, and here you are, you're you're delivering babies now. You know, what I mean? it's it's such a it makes you feel minuscule, but it makes you feel so old in regards to these these time frames. These kids grow up so fast. But it's amazing, amazing how friendship kind of develops across the world, right? Yeah, it just keeps on opening up new doors to yeah. new people and new places. And yeah. every every travel, every trip you take, every traveler you meet, you know you're gonna you're gonna meet someone new on another another trip. And you didn't know Nick, but yet you you traveled with him, so you got that little connection. But you're gonna meet somebody. Like this guy down in L.A. Now he lives in Switzerland. The two of them live in Switzerland. Now they're friends. And just an interesting thing how the world's so big and yet it's so small. Yeah. So small. It's always weird. Cool, cool. Well, then what about uh, what about your uh, your desire of travel? What about your – where did it come from? I never really had it. <laughs> until <laughs> until the first time I uh, <laughs> listeners don't 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 disregard what he just said disregard <laughs> that yeah <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know I never really thought about it before um, the first trip I went on I kind of just it was at the it was at cart and yeah. I saw a flyer for the Switzerland Germany trip yeah and I just kind of thought well I've never really been out of the country that'd be an interesting thing to do and so I just kind of grabbed one and went to some of the meetings and I ended up really, really liking it. That's where I met you, right? At the, one of those meetings? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It, it's and just... it's, it's interesting. You didn't, you didn't really have that, that desire to go anywhere, but then that little flyer kind of sparked a little interest. Like, I wonder what this is all about. Yeah. And I'd never really thought about it before or had yeah any real desire to do it. I don't know why I just never had before I, yeah. actually had an opportunity to i never thought i would yeah your parents didn't travel uh not internationally yeah okay a lot within the u.s but it sounds like it sounds like you're very you're well versed in in family wise as well well versed in domestic travel you, you're all over the place right you're, it's, it sounds like you're you've been to numerous places you not only that but you're comfortable doing it and what's funny is that on that first trip in 2016 you never desired to go anywhere but yet you were incredibly comfortable in that travel skin yeah. did, did you feel that way yeah i just figured i mean what's the worst that could happen let's just do it yeah let's go try it try something new go experience something and it ended up being pretty awesome <laughs> and that, would you say you're you're hooked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already have like a, a list of places I'd like to go to one day. What's Pretty one long those, list? What's one of those? Yeah, the list is forever long, right? Oh yeah. What's that one place that's like I gotta go here? Uh right now it's either India or South Africa. Mm. Gosh, I haven't been India to probably. Oh, I really want to go to India. So do I. I want to drive. I want to ride that train. You've seen those photos, right? There's a train leaving Mumbai, and it's just it's. It looks like a giant. It's is it it's, the one with like tons of people on yeah. it? Yeah. Is it that? Yeah. yeah. It just looks like a giant ball of 
of of humans. Um, you can't see <laughs> yeah. the train. They're There's no train. On, it's yeah, just they're hanging people. on the side. They're all over the top. They're every the, the train is so full, and there's so many people that have to get take that train every day that they they're everywhere. They're all over the train. You can't even see the train. I want to see that. I want. I want to. I don't know if I want to experience it, but I probably will. But <laughs> I would. Yeah. That that place is <laughs> India is a. It's a different place, man. I, I talked to a guy once who is a uh, emergency physician, emergency doctor, in an ER, in ER, and he traveled one year and he stopped in India because he just felt like he needed to help, and they let him use his med- his medical degree, and me- they knew he was licensed, and they he worked in the emergency room, so he stayed there for quite a while. I can't remember mm-hmm. how long, but it was several months, six months or so, seven months. And he worked in the ER and he said, if you think the streets are filled with people, because India is so dense with people that you bump into them the entire yeah. day, you yeah, should try yeah. going to an ER. There's, it's just, it just it's filled, wall, filled to wall. wall to wall, floor to ceiling, just stuffed with people. And there, there's blood everywhere. <sighs> there's dirt everywhere. I mean, it's just a mess, a mess. And, um, it, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about that place. I I really yeah. want to go. Um, it's I, kind of like it's kind of like uh, going to Rio de Janeiro. I you've been to South America several times, right? I, I never. Oh, I thought you did a trip in South America. Um, South America. Or you... I was planning a couple of trips there, but I haven't been. Maybe there. that. Okay. No. In oh. fact, I I've, I've talked about South America. And I've talked about going to Rio de Janeiro. And I, yeah. want, and I want to go there to Rio, but I don't know that I want to bring a, a trip there. I don't know that I want to bring people there the first time because, dude, we're talking about a very dangerous place. People yeah, walk it's by, pretty unsafe. Right? You have, uh, yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. It's a very dangerous place. Um, yeah. There are some there are some places that I really I do want to go, but I would have to go alone because I just don't. I, there's no way I could take my family. There's no way I would I would go and take you and be responsible for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. there's just so many places like that in the world, but um, mm. Rio is one of them, and and India is another. But uh, to hear the horror stories that guys told about just the emergency room alone, man. But I would love to, I would love to see it. I would love to be there. Love to go there because there's just there's so much to see there, right? Yeah, there's so many things to do and so many people to see, and um, and I've heard that the people are just sweet. Right, they're just incredibly nice. Yeah, I've heard that too about India. Yeah, another so place. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, as I talked about in the last podcast, I'm going to be studying anthropology at Humble yeah. State. Yeah. And they have a a program where you study anthropology and Belize for about three months. Mm. Nice. I don't know much about it, but I've been considering it. That's a that's an interesting country now. They really opened it up to Americans. They really want Americans to go there. And they, you, you know, I don't know if you know this, but for an American to go to another country, it, to travel, to live, you could, if, if I was, you know, independently wealthy, I could live anywhere in the world I wanted. But yeah. for the average American to retire, you, you have to rely on the medical system that you have there and you have to rely on, rely on the banking system. And 
for an American, well, anyone going to a foreign country, you can't get a bank account because they have their version of the social security number, right? Mm-hmm. Belize yeah. is a country where they're really opening up those doors because they want Americans to go and they want Americans to, to retire there. So they're working uh, diligently with the medical system and the banking to make that happen. I actually know somebody um, that her best friend, um, I don't really know her, but I know somebody who knows somebody, her best friend, this girl's best friend, um, her mother lives there. And so every, every once in a while I talk about it. So this is like a, a friend of a friend of a friend. I, every, every once in a while we talk about it, I ask like, how is it? How, how, how's things going for her? Is she doing, is she doing okay? Is she banking system? Okay. Is the medical system? And she, everything's beautiful. Great uh-huh. house, lovely wor- world that they're living in. I mean, the, the, the community that they live in is great. The banking is perfect. Their, their money is secure. It's, it's everything's working out great. So to be there in that situation for you, would be spectacular to see that because you obviously would be living there forever but it would be a study abroad kind of thing anytime yeah. anytime you can do a study abroad i would encourage to, you to do that that's incredible i wish i'd known about that when i was in high school but i was so dense i didn't know that i didn't even know that you could do that <laughs> i wish i could i wish i would have known a little about it because i would have spent as many years as i could abroad while i was in school god can you imagine Oh, that's the dream. Can you imagine? I mean, to to live there for even for a year, you know, a year, um, and study there, and live there, walk the streets every day, and 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 experience that culture that we've talked about the the world yeah. that that's, you're just visiting as a tourist. No, you're not a tourist today. You're you actually live here. Yeah, you're part of the culture now. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I, I want to be able to do that one day, where I can be a part of a culture so in-depth that I can actually learn the language and just really be a part of that. Walk around as a city as if it's my own city. Yeah. You know that I, that's that's a dream of mine to, to I don't know if it's going to be retire, like quote-unquote fully retire there, but, yeah. I, but I know that my my travels will come to a point, and I don't, and I don't know when, but I know my travels will come to a point where when I take off for the summer, it's going to be like a six to eight month trip wow. and I'll come, I'll come back home for obvious reasons. Um, whether it be financial or for medical or for just visiting, but it's, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be living. I don't know if it'll be just a long vacation, but mm-hmm. I have dreams of, of having a place in somewhere in Italy um, and, and living there for that duration, you know, and, and coming back to it and, and doing that. But the problem with that is that not every country is like Belize where they, they allow you to buy a piece of property as a foreigner. Yeah. So it, it might just be a rental situation and I'm fine with that to live there for six months, eight months out of the, out of the year um, and bounce around. And, and kind of, like you said, you live there and you live there yeah. so long and you, you're there so many times and so often that you, the language is yours the the world is yours the friends there are yours you know mm. what town ta- what what store to go to and that you know what i mean if i wanted some particular meal i know where to go to get it and um that makes a difference i mean traveling around from hotel to hotel is one thing but to live 
and and walk the streets every day is another. And that's I, I like that dream for you. That's that's my dream as well. That'd be a good dream, a good yeah. good dream to live. What country do you think you might do that in? Uh, I've ever since the first trip, I've always kind of wanted to live in Germany, but mm. after this, I'm kind of thinking Netherlands. Oh, I really did like the Netherlands. That's place. That's dude, dude after my own some, heart. I love that place. <laughs> it's such an amazing country. Uh, it's I mean, one of my favorites now. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Every time I, there was a time when, whenever I would travel, two places I always either started or ended in in Holland and Italy. So I either started there in in England. I mean, and in Holland, and ended in Italy, or I or the reverse, right? Um, mm-hmm. but and then here's the funny thing on that trip that you went on we didn't even scratch the surface on, on i know i really want to go back soon i need we to see more surface i love that place and i and i know amsterdam like the back of my hand now but i love that place so much and it's i know you know the story where my daughter used to say i want to go where i'm from because her name's holland yeah, and I was telling her, "Love, you're American. What are you talking about?" So she finally, <laughs> she finally got to see Holland, and she she loves it as well, man. She she has that little thing with it, right? She has that, like we've been talking about. She has that little connection with that country. We and here's the funny thing about it: um, being a traveler, and you'll understand um, when we go to Disneyland, or we were recently at Universal Studios. And you go and you see those souvenirs, right? The keychains and the pencils and the pens and the, you know, all the yeah. little things that kids buy and their name is on it, right? Stevie yeah. and Bobby and Billy and Mike <laughs> and Joey and yeah. and she can never find her name on any of those those trinkets, right? Because it's that's a country, that's not a name. So yeah. I told her before the first the first trip to Holland, I told her, hey, don't worry. Everything has your name on it there. And <laughs> sure enough, she's like, I had, to, I had to stop her on buying that stuff because it was just everything has my name on it, Daddy. It's mine. I'm taking it. <laughs> so, Wait, so where exactly is Holland? Is it synonymous with the Netherlands or is it a part of the Netherlands? That's an interesting story. It's it's um the the entire country is the Netherlands, and there's a section, there's a part that they consider to be Holland. And okay. um and what's funny is those inside or outside the Holland realm, nope, mm-hmm. this is not Holland. This is the Netherlands. And then <laughs> those inside, nope, this is Holland, not the Netherlands. Um, and then, then again, of course, um, I know people who live on either side of the wall, so to speak. There's not a wall, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they, they consider it that way. It's kind of like, Maybe not as fierce, but it's kind of like the difference between Italy and Sicily, right? It, yeah. Sicilians don't consider themselves themselves Italians, um, but Italian, but it, Italy and Italians are like, yeah, that's that's another piece of our country. That's that's Sicily. That's Italy. But if you think of, if you talk to uh, to Sicilians, no, this is a different world. This is different. This is this is Sicily. This is not Italy. Um, that's but but it's interesting because. Yeah. That island of Sicily has been taken over so many times and made and kind of it has this uh, influence from so many different worlds that it really is its own place. I mean, let it be. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's interesting you say that that Holland is a place because I've always since the first time, first time there, 
20 some years ago i've always said i would love to have a place here i would love it um it it just seems like such a great place for somebody to live it's so fun it's so the weather is great the the weather's beautiful it's right on the coast you have yep the history behind it is also just amazing yep nick and i were talking about that in the in the last podcast oh yeah yeah because you know the first corporation he's a history buff and he's a history major and uh i mentioned that the first corporation in the entire world started right there in the streets of amsterdam the voc so about spices and teas and and things and and you can still see those buildings and still see the the mark that 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 corporation has made on the world let alone um holland right yeah, yeah. So, interesting, man. This has been a great talk, dude. I don't know how you feel about stopping, but I loved this talk. Um, tell me, tell me one last thought you might have on on travel for our listeners. What, do you, what are you thinking? Uh, I would say if you have the opportunity, just get out there and do it. Okay. I yeah, just don't let anything stop you. If you really want to do it, you can. Yeah, it might take time. Sometimes you just have yeah. to make it a priority, right? Yeah, yeah. If you really want to, make it a priority and get out there and go experience it. Yeah. Again, this has been this has been a great conversation, and I, and I didn't have an agenda. You know, when we spoke, yeah. when we spoke yesterday, I was like, I just want to let's just talk about travel. Let's talk about and, and I, you and I had had spoken through via text a few times since I saw you last in July, but we really yeah. hadn't spoken, so I didn't want to get into it yesterday but i i wanted to kind of save it all for the you know the conversation today um but i didn't have an agenda and i just i just wanted to talk about travel in general i know we'll we'll deal with other agendas later i just want to talk about travel and you know i know that like i said before you were somebody that i i knew i wanted to talk to in regards to travel both domestically and and international and then i wanted to uh i, I knew i was going to talk to people multiple times and I knew that's going to be you as well. So I don't know if it's going to be six months or a year or if we're doing it then or or even, uh, you know, six weeks from now. I definitely want to talk again because I think just with the time frame, we need to stop because it's been two hours now. Part, <laughs> yeah. part two. But um, I could I could do this all day. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I, I could do this all day. I lo- and I hope uh, hopefully the listeners enjoyed it. And then maybe maybe they'll say, bring back Tanner hopefully <laughs> put them back on another hopefully they'll they'll enjoy these episodes and they'll enjoy what we're doing here with uh these podcasts and and hopefully they come back and give us some feedback and let us know hey we like that that episode with tanner where you just kind of freely talked about things so with that let me do this i want to ask you five questions and if you heard nicks you might know the the questions but just fire them back at me when without thinking what your answer might be. Just give me that quick non <laughs> don't even think about it. Just tell me. All right. What's your favorite piece of luggage? My Patagonia bag. Is the that... one I went on with the first trip. Okay, I'm gonna talk about that at the end of this episode because that's <laughs> yeah. an amazing backpack. Yeah, yeah. Um, second question. Backpack or roller bag? Ooh, I would say backpack backpack i think i'm with nick on this one i remember he was saying the roller bags they're not as useful as you think they would be all the time yep yep you're right i kind of have to i'm side you know me i i every every trip i tried something new because i'm trying to take i'm trying to um 
I'm trying trying to critique and and uh, and do highlighting. I, I try to highlight a different bag or turn a different system. And I actually took a roller bag uh, a couple years ago and actually did it for, on two different trips. I had to revert back to a roller bag for this particular trip next week because I had arm my shoulder surgery and I can't really carry that that duffel sh- backpack that I love so much. I can't really do that on this trip. Um, so I have to go to a roller bag and I'm going to be doing a tr- critique on this particular bag for my, my followers on, on Instagram and, and on obviously with the podcast now. So stay tuned with that. But I, I agree with you. Backpack is so versatile. Hotel or Airbnb? Oh, I've stayed at Airbnbs domestically, but not internationally. So I don't know if I can answer that all the way, mm-hmm. but I would say Airbnbs. I've found that okay. you can get them in really unique places, Yep, often closer to the areas you want to be at. We have an Airbnb coming up for the New York trip a block away from Times Square. Nice. You can get them in really nice spots. I'm interested. T- tell me more about that after the trip because I want to hear – Oh yeah, uh, how that worked out for you? Because I just did an Airbnb last January or not January, yeah, last summer when we left you. Um, the family and I went and did a couple of different Airbnbs. We had a really good experience, and then we had a you know not horrible, but it was you know okay. Um, Europeans are kind of saying, "Oh, let's join the bandwagon with this Airbnb thing, and let's make our apartment that I normally rent out. We'll just call it Airbnb." So this girl had this Airbnb mm-hmm. set up. It was staged like she lived in it. There was em- like there were cigarettes in the counter. There were there was no toilet paper. Like she had used it all. There was um, there was a cereal box in in one of the cabinets. Like it was, it was half eaten. And I looked at it. It's been there for I don't know how long. It's just staged. It's not it's really weird. where you live. You know what I mean? It's just a weird yeah. weird thing. So there, yeah, you have to be careful. There's there's good and bad, right? Yeah, definitely. So, next question. You kind of talked about this. I don't want to. I want to get the the official idea, though. Favorite country? That's almost an impossible question to answer. Wow. Um. Uh, out of the ones I've been to, I let me look at a map real fast. <laughs> <laughs> let me look at the map. Uh it's split between like Germany and the Netherlands. Oh, wow. It's a fifty. It's fifty-fifty. I, I like would have, I would have said that you were going to say Switzerland for some reason, but I, I do like Switzerland. I don't think it's my favorite though. Okay, okay, interesting. Well, we got to do another trip and go to uh, the Netherlands. I got to show you around yeah, a little bit definitely. more. Show definitely, definitely more. Okay, and then last question: What's that one thing that you always take with you when you travel? Oh, I already knew what it was the second I heard this on the last podcast with Nick. Listen. I was going to say a really good uh, wireless charger. Mm. I like taking pictures. I need maps sometimes. Mm-hmm. If your phone dies halfway through the day, you can't do either of those. Yeah. yeah. So I would say get really powerful, really heavy duty, just wireless charger. Okay. And I talk about that. I talk about that. That's one thing that I tell everybody that if you are using your cell phone for photos, you're going to use that thing before noon, right? You're, yeah. gonna, you're going to have to charge or not take a photograph. I think, I don't know if you experienced, you thought about this, but the, and I'm sure you experienced it in the first trip, but people don't, don't think about it. We're gone. We're out in the streets from eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, sometimes until midnight. 
Yeah, it's a long day. It's a long day. And it's sometimes we're stuck in a bus or sometimes we're in, in the road or on a train. But for the most part, we're not in a hotel room. We're gone. We're, we're seeing the world. So, yes, a wireless charger is a good idea. A very good idea. Real, real quick before we end this this episode today, um, Tanner was talking about backpack versus ra- uh, roller bag. His favorite piece of luggage is his Patagonia. Yeah, Patagonia, and it's a brown uh, top entry backpack, right? That yeah, one. it's got the little cinch thing, kind of yeah. like a, a gym bag or something. Yep, and it's but... it's it's non-discreet. It's it's very um, it's not flashy, it's not large. When I first saw him at the airport in 2016, <laughs> I thought he had checked his bags and then he just had that backpack as a carry-on. Um, in fact, the way I've described this backpack is it's the size of a backpack that a student would take in high school to every day to class, right? Yeah, that trip was a little bit rough. <laughs> that's, that's the size of this backpack. However, I've always also talked about and maybe he took this he took this to heart and took it serious, but I've talked about having um, uh, compression bags and putting all your clothing in compression bags and then rewearing things, right? Well, Tanner yeah. Tanner had enough clothing for thirteen days in that one little backpack with compression sacks, and I didn't see him wear the same pair of pants like nine times. Those compression sacks are amazing. They are incredible. <laughs> they are incredible. We're gonna do. I, I use those every time I travel now. Yeah, you get. You have to do that. And if you haven't seen uh, the photos I've taken and put them on our Instagram with with these two shoes, go and look because I, I have images about that. I have, sh- I have pictures of showing you know how to use those and and how we've done that. But I I plan on talking about them on the podcast because they're so amazing. If you're not if you're not using compression sacks in your travel you are not taking the serious you're not maximizing the capacity of your bags you're just not Mm. and you got to do that so tanner i think this is it buddy i appreciate you coming on and spending two hours with us today yeah thank you i appreciate the listeners those who listen to these uh, podcasts and listen to uh, this particular episode part two uh, two parts with Tanner, episode four, our second interview. Had a great time today. So thank you, Tanner, for joining us, and thank you for joining us as a listener. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. This is Mike, and I travel with these two shoes.